Welcome to Copper State Adventures. My name is Greg, and I am your host. Today, we will be talking about hiking etiquette. This is my first podcast and second episode in that podcast. So thank you for joining me again. Now, if you haven't already, please take a moment to listen to my first episode on the 10 essentials of hiking. I invite you also to subscribe to this podcast, and I want you to expect to hear from me weekly every Thursday. So if things go right every Thursday, we should be putting out a new episode on Copper State Adventures. As a reminder, this podcast will include topics about hiking and backpacking. And I live in the Phoenix area and am native to Arizona. So most of my anecdotes will be based on my experiences from Arizona. But there are occasional trips in the past and upcoming that are out of state that we will discuss also. Also, as a reminder, my plan and my hopes for this podcast is to talk about a variety of topics related to hiking and backpacking and to begin a community of hiking and backpacking around the country or around the world. Again, it's the community that I'm trying to build. All right, enough of the reminders, on to hiking etiquette. With coronavirus, it seems more people are on the trail than ever before. Being aware of proper trail etiquette can make or break your experience outdoors and on the trail. If you find yourself held up in a traffic jam on the trail and are confused about what is the best way to engage with another trail user on a hike, you are not alone. Trail etiquette is essentially common courtesy, although it isn't always common sense among all trail users. First, let's talk about the trail hierarchy. The trail hierarchy is essentially the most basic understanding of trail etiquette you can have. It doesn't break down all of the details, but if you can go out on the trail with at least this understanding, you are in good shape to begin understanding the other intricate details we will discuss momentarily. The hierarchy is often posted around popular trails. It is supposed to be understood around all trails. The sign is usually the upside-down triangle and is usually yellow. It resembles the yield sign, which makes sense because the whole point is to indicate to trail users who have the right-of-way. Who needs to yield to who is essentially what the sign is trying to indicate. If you've never seen the sign before, basically it has an image of a cyclist on the upper left-hand side of the sign and an arrow pointing from the cyclist to an image of a hiker. The image of the hiker is on the upper right-hand side of the sign. So this indicates, this arrow indicates that the cyclists are to yield to the hikers. Next, there is an image of an equestrian on the bottom center of the sign. There are arrows going from both the cyclist and the hiker pointing to the equestrian. This is to indicate that both cyclists and hikers are to yield to all equestrians. And for those unfamiliar, an equestrian is anyone riding a horse, but I suppose it could be someone riding a donkey or a mule. I even once saw someone walking their alpacas on Mount Humphrey near Flagstaff. The reason for this type of yielding organization or trail hierarchy is to ensure that there is safety for everyone. Horses can be spooked by many things, and this could result in the injury of the horse, the rider, or you as the hiker. Uh, It could even hurt other people that are yielding to the horse, and if someone else decides to pass because they're unfamiliar with this system of courtesy, it could also injure them. The cyclist yielding to the hikers 
uh, is because the hikers might have their head down as they are climbing up a steep incline and not see the cyclist. The cyclist are going much faster and probably sees you before you see it, uh, as the hiker sees them. It is all in the name of safety with this hierarchy. When I see a bicyclist, uh, I find myself jumping off the trail when I see them. Often they ring a bell or announce their presence, but my thought was, they're going faster than me, I'm going to let them pass as soon as it's safe for me to step off the trail. So again, it's just a courtesy. So I will do this regardless if they're going the same direction as me or the opposite. For horses, I always stop off the trail. I was kicked by a horse when I was a kid. I wasn't messing with it or anything, but I learned then to respect their space. So most times, most times the riders of the horses are slowly cruising the trail and they will pull off and let me pass by. I always make sure I hear them correctly by clarifying their permission to pass to make sure the horses are in a comfortable state. They know their horses better than I do. Second, uh, what about hikers to hikers, uphill versus downhill hikers? Let's start off by assuming you and another hiker are going the same direction. If a hiker is behind you but is going quicker than you, it is a good idea to acknowledge them and let them know that you will step off the trail when it is safe to do so. Perhaps simply just by saying something like, good morning, you're going quicker than me, I'll pull off up ahead when it's safe to do so, or safe for you to pass. Acknowledging them lets you lets them know not to make a sudden dangerous attempt at passing you, and also lets them know that you have the intentions of letting them pass. Again, it's all in safety and communicating with others. Let's continue to assume that you and another hiker are going the same direction, but you're the one that is going quicker than the person in front of you but they don't see you. I'd recommend acknowledging them by politely letting them know that you are behind them with the intent of passing. They usually get the hint that you're going faster and want to pass. But just in case, you just say something like, hello, beautiful day, isn't it? When you're comfortable and it's safe, would you mind letting me pass you? Again, the key is to ensure everyone is safe and you are polite. Making sure that we're courteous to others ensures that everyone has a good time outdoors on the trail. Uphill versus downhill hikers. Uphill hikers have the right of way, and therefore downhill hikers should yield to the uphill hikers. The reason for this is that the uphill hiker has a narrower field of vision, and they have already started the momentum towards going up the hill. Downhill hikers, on the other hand, they have a greater field of vision and can more easily utilize gravity to jumpstart their momentum. Oftentimes, I will experience someone coming downhill just at the time I decided to stop for a quick breath. Letting them pass is still okay. You might imagine that this can be awkward and put a wrench in trail etiquette, but it isn't. I just announced to the other hiker, come on down, I'm stopping for a breather. You know, we usually have a good chuckle and they pass and continue on down the hill while I take my breath and before continuing up the hill. Now, what about group hikers? So if a group of hikers is coming downhill and I'm not intending to stop, depending on the situation, I'm just going to stop anyway to let them pass. It's far easier and better for nature if I just pull off to the trail and let them go, go pass rather than a large number of people stepping off the trail to let me pass as an individual. Most times they're all super friendly. I've experienced this a lot down in Tucson, hiking near Seven Falls. 
and it's usually a lot of older retired folks and they'll just cruise on past in their group. I'll pull off and they'll just say good morning, hello, and it's kind of having like a mini conversation with all of them. Other trail etiquette items include hiking with your dog. We'll talk more about hiking with a dog specifically in future podcasts. Uh, but for trail etiquette at a basic minimum, it is important to keep your dog on a leash, no matter how well trained and obedient your dog is. You never know what other people have their dog out and have an unfriendly dog on a leash just because they think it's obedient too. You never know what can happen. Obviously, bring bags to pick up after your dog and never leave the bags laying around. Pack them out and you dispose of them appropriately elsewhere. We will talk about leave no trace in future podcasts too. One of my pet peeves is people hiking with their Bluetooth speakers, blasting their music. I may love that song and it might give me just the boost, but I really didn't come out to hike the trail to hear it. So another piece of trail etiquette is to hike quietly. Talking is acceptable, but in a low voice. We're not screaming, hollering, howling. Other trail users might want a natural experience. And your shouting conversation can disrupt that. Be respectful. This goes for that music too, as I mentioned. Plug it into your headphones. Don't blast that speaker and ruin the experience for others around you. Enjoy the natural sounds around you. Hopefully that's one of the reasons you came out to hike rather than run on a treadmill in a gym. Alright, moving on. If you decide to take a break while you're hiking, whether you're in a group or by yourself, move off the trail to allow others to pass. Passing through the trail without having to go around you is a very big indicator of courtesy, common etiquette. It is inconvenient and inconsiderate just to plop down in the middle of the trail to others have to go around you to pass. And it looks ridiculous too. Normally, out here in the desert anyway, the shade's off the trail and there's usually a log that you can rest your back against or sit on. So it's more comfortable and an incentive to get off the trail anyway. Recently, I've also seen a lot of benches in some of the more popular areas that allow you to get off the trail. They don't just put the benches in the middle of the trail. Step off the trail so others can cruise along. A bicyclist coming around a corner may not see you with enough time and could injure you and them while coming around that corner. Again, we'll have a conversation about leave no trace later, but pack out all your trash. Even the biodegradable stuff like banana pills and orange pills it looks bad on the trail, and those items are not good for the wildlife to eat. They are supposed to eat native food, not your garbage banana pills and orange pills. Also, please don't chuck your apple core in the middle of the woods. Pack that out with you. I know I sound like I'm lecturing you. I don't mean to do that. Again, this is mainly for folks that have not hiked and are just getting out there. I want to make sure that they're following the rules that are expected of others. So cairns. Cairns are the stacks of rocks that you see on the trail. They can be small. They can be huge. Um, leave these be. Don't knock them over. Sometimes it's fun to add a rock, a small rock, to some of the bigger ones. But they need to be stacked. If you see one that's fallen over, go ahead and pick that one up. Restack the rocks if you have the time. It really helps to helps hikers navigate trails that are tough to see, um, especially crossing a creek. Where does that re? Where does that trail reconnect to the other side of that wash? I don't know how many times I've seen uh, people that aren't following hiking etiquette and they just knock them over because, yeah, it kind of looks fun to knock something over. But if you don't know what those are for, you don't realize what you're doing to hikers uh, that are 
trying to utilize those to find their way on a trail that may be less populated or less traveled. I've seen a variety of cairns. I'll post a picture to our Instagram page uh, and the Facebook page at Copper State Adventures uh, with the picture of a cairn that I saw recently on the Arizona Trail that had a pick in the top of the cairn. It was pretty unique uh, to see. It was a larger cairn with bigger rocks, and then someone put a pick at the top uh, to, I guess, to make it more clear that that's where they're supposed to go, and they found a pick or something. I don't know the story behind it. But that was definitely a unique cairn that I once saw. Another kind of leave no trace topic is that if you're going to do your number two business, hike a little distance away from the trail. We're talking 200 feet if possible, also away from water. Uh, Dig a small cat hole about six inches uh, deep, a small hole six inches deep. Uh, When you're done with your business, fill it back in with the dirt and walk away. You're all set. Uh, The reason for the distance is for privacy, of course, and additionally, for limiting the chances that other hikers step on that business. Uh, We don't want that to occur. Someone else doesn't want that to occur. And again, being respectful of others. I'm sure there's some type of natural impact uh, by having two dents of number two everywhere, but that I'm not too familiar with. So that's something we may need to look into further so we can discuss that. Lastly, uh, one of the other things I want to mention with hiking etiquette is not to touch artifacts or take anything with you. You might find a cool rock that would look awesome on your desk. Leave it in nature. Native American ruins that can cause further damage if you touch them. Uh, It's also disrespectful. And some of those are sacred places that most times the sacred places are off limits to begin with. But you never know. And it's also, if you're one of the superstitious types, it could cause bad juju to come into your life. As a reminder, this is just a general outline of trail etiquette. There are many other rules, quote-unquote rules, that might be cultural to your region or the country or the world. Please be sure to join us on Facebook or Instagram at Copper State Adventures to let us know what trail etiquette or courtesies you practice that I did not cover today. As you begin to hike on the trail more frequently, you will experience all the above situations and more. You'll experience the good, someone coming downhill while you're coming uphill, and stops to let you come up. Many people might not follow these same courtesies. Don't let it ruin your trip if they are not as courtesy as you would expect. You might experience a dog off their leash, causing issues with other hikers. Do not let that ruin your hike. Maybe, if it's a friendly encounter, remind them of the courtesies that you would expect that you're practicing as well. Sometimes that conversation may not go well, so it's best to just pass that by, and they'll learn that eventually too. Don't put yourself in an uncomfortable and potentially dangerous encounter with someone that is not going to abide by the hiking etiquette that is set for others. Lead by example in that case. All right, moving on to our quote of the week. Today's quote comes from Andy Rooney, who is an American radio and television writer. Quote says, Everyone wants to live on top of the mountain, but all the happiness and growth occurs while you are climbing it. I chose this quote today because although the destination of completion of a task and happiness is what we all strive for, we can easily forget the journey, the stopping and smelling of the roses. The journey is the longest portion of most adventures. If you're happy during the journey, the destination will be so much worth its weight in gold. I have to stop and remind myself of this constantly. 
I'm always working and go, go, go to get to a destination or quote destination figuratively. And the journey is something that I kind of overlook. So I personally am practicing on reminding myself of the journey. Uh, even on my backpacking ventures, I know how many miles I want to accomplish. I know where hike it, my camp is going to be. And I just go, go, go. And if I get there early, awesome. But I forget to stop and enjoy the journey. So I'm working on that uh, personally um, and on the trail. And I want to encourage you to work on that too. It's something that's going to make your experience on the trail and in life so much more enjoyable. So to summarize today's episode, say something, even hello, to let others hikers know you're present. Cyclists yield to hikers and everyone yields to equestrians. Uphill hikers have the right of way. Downhill hikers yield to uphill hikers. Let large groups pass smaller groups. Hike quietly. Don't blast your boombox. Keep your dog on a leash, no matter how obedient. Pack out your trash. Leave Cairns B. Do your number two 200 feet from the trail and water. Don't touch artifacts and don't take anything from nature. Again, this was not a lecture. This was just to educate those that were unfamiliar with hiking etiquette and to make sure that we lead by example as a hiking community, the different types of things that we expect on the trail for others to follow. So with that, we'll go ahead and conclude. Be sure to like Copper State Adventures on Facebook and follow Copper State Adventures on Instagram. Make sure to subscribe, share this with your friends, please. We are just starting out and I'd love to see what community we can build. We have future podcasts in mind that will be coming out every Thursday. Thank you so much for listening. Happy trails. Thank you.